1: You're listening to
0: Up Close on Husker Online, where we let Nebraska student athletes tell their stories. Up Close is brought to you by Sandhills Global and powered by
1: ABM. Do you have equipment to sell? Sell it on auctiontime.com. Now, here's your host of Up Close, Husker Online's Sean Callahan. And welcome here to this first ever edition of Up Close, brought to you by Sandhills Global, as you heard, and powered by ABM. Sean Callahan of HuskerOnline.com, bringing you the first ever edition of Up Close, where we let Nebraska student athletes tell their story. And and this is a very, very uh, timely one, a very unique one uh, that we wanted to start off this um, series of Up Close with. And, you know, pleased to be joined right now uh, by Nebraska fifth-year outside linebacker Damian Jackson, former Navy SEAL. Uh, Damian, uh, it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11 this week, so uh, it's obviously fitting to have you on as our inaugural guest here on Up, up Close. We really appreciate you coming up here, taking some time. Yeah, no problem. Well, yeah, let's get right into um, this week. I mean, uh big story this week is the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and, and you served in the, the Navy SEALs for six years, and um, Nebraska wore alternate uniforms commemorating that 20th anniversary of 9-11 they put together a special social media release of that video and it was taped downtown and downtown havelock in lincoln and and you were the featured guy in that video or garst and the social media team put that together um and i mean it was moving i I watched it again this morning and it's hard not to get a tear in your eye um putting that all together what was that experience like going through that um just being a part of something like that
0: it was it was good because uh, I know that uh, after the video was made that there was a ton of uh, comments, positive comments about that video, and it was good to see that uh, people really wanted to show their support for the 20th anniversary and for this game, but uh, being a part of the video was also good. I'm not really like a video type of guy, so it was good that they just uh, didn't treat me like an actor, and I was just walking down the field, and it was good to see the crowd there and everybody supporting, and good to see the... Uh, the veteran that was there and then uh, all the other supporters, I, I really enjoyed enjoyed it.
1: Did you have an idea what they were going to be doing with the video, like the, how it was going to be put together? Or did they say walk down the street and, and boom, it was going to happen? Or Yeah,
0: uh, as as we were talking about it before, they didn't tell me anything about it. Uh, I didn't even know it was for 9-11 until I got there. And uh, I didn't know the people that were going to be involved, so I didn't really know much about it. Uh, so they were just telling me, just you know, walk down the street, and uh, that, that's all you got to do. So they kept it a good secret, and uh, it turned out well. I liked it. I enjoyed that they did that.
1: Was it one take? Did you guys get
0: that done in one? No, no it okay. wasn't. <laughs> uh, I probably walked down the street probably four, I think, four times. And then the the saluting and the the flagpole, like slamming that down, probably, probably a good six times. And then there's a couple, like uh, – Scenes afterwards with people just standing around and taking pictures and stuff. It didn't take that long. It was probably we we're probably there for an hour, but uh, yeah, probably four or five takes. So, what kind of you said you got a lot? I mean, what kind of response did you
1: get just from that video as it went live? I mean, it's got hundreds of thousands of views now mm-hmm. around
0: the world. Yeah, uh, just positive. Everybody uh, was just thanking uh, Aura and our, our team and Nebraska for putting a video out like this. Uh, um, So just everything that I read was extremely positive and uh, thanking us for doing something like that and just remembering what happened 20 years ago. And,
1: you know, why we brought you here um, was this 20th anniversary um, of 9-11. And, you know, Nebraska was the first college football game that got played that day. And you guys will obviously honor that moment on Saturday against Buffalo. Have you seen that tunnel walk from 20 years ago? Have you at least seen some of the clips of, the first responders that came out of the tunnel instead of the Nebraska football team that day
0: honestly i, I have not I only saw at the very end of the video that uh, that they did that uh, back in the day but I haven't seen the full tunnel walk uh-huh
1: what do you I mean you were uh, – and, and, and that's why we're talking here now too obviously you you your story is so unique um, there are walk on stories at Nebraska then there's your walk- on story I don't <laughs> know if I don't know yeah. if you know there's guys that have done this or that, but I don't know if I've ever heard a story anywhere like yours, a guy that didn't play high school football that went into the Navy SEALs for six years and then walked on to Nebraska. Um, and, and you're in your fifth year now. I mean, it's hard to believe. Um, and you could come back another year.
0: Yeah, I will be back another year for sure.
1: So you're going to do six years. What, um, so what do you have your undergraduate degree at this point?
0: Uh, I graduate in December. I've kind of strung it out a little bit longer than most people, but, uh, I'll have it soon and then uh i'll just be playing for the next year
1: was this what you imagined like when when you came here in 2017
0: did you envision it all
1: coming to 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 form like this
0: um kind of because i knew that i hadn't played football at all and i didn't have any experience or skill in the sport so uh, my goal was to try to get onto the field and have playing time by my third or fourth year, I already knew that I was gonna have to sacrifice the first couple of years because I wasn't good enough at all. So in my mind, just from the day I stepped foot on here, I knew I was gonna have to be on scout team and just work my way up. I always think of it as like, uh, I don't really have any true skill in football, but I have great work, work ethic and I'll try to work harder than the people around me. So in my belief is I'll just keep working and working and working until I get on that field. Still to this day, even though, I get playing time. I don't think I have the skills as some of the other guys on the team, but my work ethic has gotten me to the point where I can play and I can hold up against the guys that are on our team, if that makes sense.
1: Let's go back to 2017, kind of how it all started. Did, did mm. you, it was the Mike Riley staff back then, did, yep. did you contact somebody on that staff? How, how did you just say, hey, I am done in the Navy SEALs. I didn't play high school football, but I want to play football for Nebraska in the Big Ten Conference.
0: <laughs> uh, it was extremely complicated and hard. I think it was probably one of the hardest things I had to do. Was trying to get onto this team, and before I got out of the Navy, I knew I wanted to play football, and I didn't know where to go. Didn't have any answers for any of that. I don't don't have any film. Don't have anybody to call or contact. Couldn't couldn't do anything like that. So what happened was I uh, I just applied to about fifteen schools, and I took the the top 25 poll and I was just choosing those schools and I was registering for all those because I knew I had to be at the school or uh, be registered in classes in order to try to be a walk-on on on the team so as I was going down the list I applied for maybe 15 I think I got into about 10 of those schools and uh, my mom's boss uh, actually used to go here in the 60s and he mentioned that Nebraska had a good walk-on program so that was in the back of my mind but before all that I was writing emails every day to every school, trying to just get in contact with somebody, some of their like recruiting people uh, on their teams. But I wasn't getting any responses. And then, if I did get a response, it was like maybe go check out uh, some D2, junior college or something. Yeah, just something like that. So I was getting very, I wasn't getting anywhere with it. So my my plan was to just basically pack up my bags. And whatever school I chose, when the first one was Nebraska because of my mom's boss that just used to go here, I just packed up my bags, came here, registered, and they actually had um, in-person walk-on walk-on chances like uh, tryouts. And I don't think they they don't have those anymore right now. But uh, I went to one of those, and we did the forty, we did some agility drills, and then we did uh, a couple other things. And I was I was doing it for uh, inside linebacker and I never done any of those drills, but after, after that tryout, uh, it was right when they were going on spring break, and Kenny wellheight was the one in charge of all that, and uh, a week, he said if, if you don't get a call within a week, you, you didn't make the team, and I actually didn't get the call within the week, so what I did was called, I called Kenny and asked if, if I made the team or not, and he actually said no, and oh, so wow. I didn't make the, I didn't make it. And this is where like the really like all the stressful parts came into play. Once I didn't make the team, I wrote an email to every single person on the staff saying that like, I'll pay for my pads. I'll pay for my own locker. You don't have to do anything. I'm a free person. Like I'm just free and I'm here for that. I emailed the whole staff and then I waited outside UNL out, out the stairs of the stadium for Mike Riley or somebody to walk down and he finally walked down like day three while I'm just sitting there and I ran over there and talked to him and then the next day Kenny called me super pissed that I emailed everybody but he gave me a chance and he said that you have a week to prove yourself and if you don't you're off this team and all I did I just shut up and went into the locker room and just stayed away from Kenny and just stayed away from all the staff <laughs> and I tried to just go to work so I actually didn't make the team when when I when I tried doing it cuz who would want somebody that's never played football before you know so I just it was stressful but just I just put my foot 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 down and uh
1: went for it Have you seen the movie Rudy?
0: <laughs> uh yeah I have. I
1: mean kind of reminds you a little bit of that just <laughs> yeah. the unor- unorthodox um yeah. path where he had to come join Notre Dame's football team in in, in a similar way but I never knew that. I mean, I
0: I I haven't really told too many people that. Like when I first got on the team and I had those interviews, I really hated interviews, so I didn't want to get more into that. But what's tough, like after practice and a five-minute post-practice interview, to to
1: tell that story you just shared? Um,
0: Yeah, it was stressful because uh, if I didn't get on the team, I was going to pack my bags after that semester and go to the next school and try it again, and then go to the next school and try it again. So it would have been this just downhill trend of trying to go from school to school until somebody accepted me so i got really lucky getting on the first team that i tried out
1: yeah just i mean w- you had never run a 40 before i'm guessing nope. i mean don't even know my time yeah. when it happened kenny said oh yeah you ran good and i was like okay <laughs> I
0: don't but know. when they
1: see i'm guessing when they see oh this guy didn't even play high school football you know like it's, it's probably and i remember when you first came here they were trying to teach you at a long snap And they're just trying to teach you whatever they could to make you a valuable part of this team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I started as an inside backer and then got moved to D-line because it was a little bit easier mentally.
1: When did it turn the corner? I mean, do you remember – I'm sure it took a year or two just to kind of get your feet wet. I remember you got in, though, that Bethune-Cookman game. (laughs) Um, That was the first – you know, your second year at Nebraska, you got into a game. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys – that played here that never got into a game before, ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you never played high school football and you got in your second season. So, I mean, just even that alone, you know, when you look at that accomplishment, that that's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. I think it really turned the quarter last year. Um, I unfortunately had to have surgery right before uh, the first game last year. and But a couple weeks later I, I got a little bit healthy and I was able to start playing. So I think last year was kind of the turning point of when – it all came to fruition. All, all the work.
1: Do you did you just want to play football? I mean, do you want? Did you want the structure and kind of an organization, kind of like a unit, almost like what you are a part of in the seals? I mean, is that what drew you to want to be a part of an organization and a football team?
0: So when I was getting out, I when I was deciding what sport to play, it was football. But it was mainly because I played soccer and baseball my my entire life. And uh, by the time I was getting out of the seals, I was already two forty five, two fifty in football was like the go-to, like I fit in this position right now. So I want to try for this. And that's how I chose football. So,
1: wow. And so you, when you came to Nebraska though, like I, I just can't hear in fact, like in high school, what did you play baseball? I think I read baseball,
0: baseball and soccer. Yeah, I was a foreign exchange student in France my sophomore year of high school. And that's where I picked up soccer. And then once I got back, I was playing baseball and soccer. So
1: what, that's another story I'd ever realized. So you lived <laughs> in France.
0: I was a foreign exchange student, so I was there for the school year, ten months. Do you speak um, you French? Used to. Used to. Nah, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> not I haven't really spoken rusty. It. It's been, it's been way too long.
1: What did I mean? What was that like? I mean, going. I mean, you, you lived in Las Vegas. Yeah, I was born in California and moved to Vegas when I was about twelve. Twelve, and and how did you just say, you know what? I'm going to go to France and be a foreign exchange student for a year.
0: Honestly, it's. Uh, I don't know what to tell you on that one. It's just every decision I make is just kind of like, let's just go for it. You could ask my mom. It's always just like these crazy ideas, and we just she supports me, and we just go for it. She told me if I pay for half of it when I was, I think I was 13, 14 at the time, if I got half of the money, then she'd pay for the other half. So I sold newspapers and built skateboards and got half the money and then just went. There was no rhyme or reason to it. It was just something that popped in my head, and I wanted to do it, and we went for it. Do you do you think very
1: many of your teammates, especially the newer, younger guys, they, they even have any idea of your story? I mean, you, when you talk to guys on the team and understand kind of the life you've lived, I mean, being deployed, being a
0: SEAL, and all the things that you've done before you got to Nebraska? Um, I don't know. I know a lot of the guys knew that I was in the military and that I was a SEAL, but uh, I honestly don't talk about it a lot in, in, uh, in the locker room or just around the guys. I don't really – tell stories or anything like that. I try to keep the whole military side out of it. I just want them to look at me as a football player, but they definitely know, I don't know if they know what the extent is that they know of my story, but I think they, they know, at least I was in the military.
1: Now, six years you were in, I mean, what was, what this made you decide, you know what, six years, I'm going to move on to college and do this. I mean, what was the decision to kind of leave the seals at that
0: point for you? Uh, honestly, it was my age. So I was going to get out at 24 and, uh, It was either get out or stay in obviously but I wanted to try to play a college sport before I got too old because if I re-enlisted then I would have got it out got out at 28 then I would have been probably a little bit too old so it was really just a decision of uh, me wanting to play a college sport and it was at the right time like the right age when I was 24 and that's what really got me got me out had nothing to do with me wanting to leave the seals and just like wanting to get away from it. I would obviously love to be back in and just be out there, but I just got this itch to go do something else, you know?
1: So are you 29? I'm 29. 29. So if you come back next year, like you've talked, you'll be a 30 year old Nebraska football player. (laughs) But does your body feel 29?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: You take good care of you. I mean, I'm guessing you don't put too many bad things in your body to, to be keeping up with 18 year old, 19 year old guys on a practice field.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty good. You know, they take care of me and they got a lot of rehab things in there that I can do. And uh, I'm just in there always just taking care of my body.
1: With your experience, just doing what you've done, are you, I mean, how do you try to use that to help younger guys and mentor younger guys that might be struggling and going through transition? Because I think when every guy gets to Nebraska, they have a thought of what they can be. Then it's a lot harder for a lot of guys. Yeah. Do you try to help younger guys and work with younger guys, whether it's in the weight room or in the locker room or behind the scenes?
0: Yeah, I'm always in the weight room with the guys that, like uh, the new groups that come in. I'm always around the uh, the new freshmen and just trying to help them out and show them the way. I'm, I'm kind of hard on them most of the time, but it's just so they, you know, take a step in the right direction so they don't screw around when they get here. But I'm usually the guy that does all the punishment, and I'm just <laughs> that guy that's that's around that you don't really want to – get in trouble with but for sure. I'm I'm especially in the summer or in the winter, I'm there with every lift, every single group. It doesn't matter if they're older or younger. I'm just trying to make myself known that I'm there and I'm there to help and I'm usually out there trying to coach and teach them. Has anybody ever tried to practice fight you before? I can't imagine. I, 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 I <laughs> no. you're, you're, you're... Some guys joke about it, but not,
1: not, not too much. <laughs> I'm just thinking, if Somebody tried to. Practice, there's some tough dudes, though, like Nash <laughs> Huttmacher, and yeah. some of these guys were big wrestlers. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm guessing your level of training, if a practice fight happened, you, you'd be well equipped.
0: Yeah, nobody really bothers me in that area.
1: Learn more at uscellular.com/builtforus.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business
1: icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment.
0: And that is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, my, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal.
0: Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
1: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lipson ads. Go to lipsynads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Wow. Well, we're talking here with Damian Jackson, fifth year senior, former Navy SEAL, on this 20th anniversary of 9 11 as Nebraska gets ready to play Buffalo. You're listening to Up Close. Brought to you by Sandhills Global, empowered by ABM. As we talk with Damien. Damien, something I've always been curious what do you want to do after football? I mean, you hear rumors that this guy is going to be like a strength coach at Nebraska or a strength coach somewhere. I mean, you're basically like an extension. I mean, you look like Zach Duvall um, uh, with, with your, your beard and, and, and whatnot. I think he uh, looks like me. He looks like, yeah. He, he, <laughs> so is that, is that what you want to get into is strength and conditioning training when you're done with college football?
0: I'm not sure. So I'm going to take football as far as it can possibly go. And then, if the opportunity presents itself i i would definitely love to be a part of the staff or do some strength and conditioning but i'm at the age where i haven't had an income for a long time so if i'm, I'm pretty sure i'll either go back into the military or go back into uh some type of contracting something like that but I would love to be like strength strength staff or something like that, but it would just have to be on the right terms because I can't go another you know couple years with no money. I don't want to be an intern for forever. That's that's the honest answer. But uh, so right now I'm thinking that uh, there's a lot of private contracting that you can do after that. Yeah,
1: and I always see you with Chris Walker. Um, yeah. You know, he's a guy that it feels like you guys are kind of the players that lead the weight room in in your own respective <laughs> ways. Yeah, talk more about that. I mean you and Chris obviously haven't played a ton. I mean, you've played some on the field, but I think behind the scenes, your role is so much more valuable to Nebraska football.
0: Yeah. I I would consider Chris and I kind of like the test dummies in the weight room for Zach Duvall. We always, uh, get the, the crazy workouts from him and he tests them out on us, but it's good that, uh, Chris is an animal in the weight room and, uh, it, it, we're just always in the front, you know, just showing the way. And it's good that, that he's always in there. Uh, to be honest, it's, uh, it's crazy after uh, these couple of years that how much like we've both grown in the weight room, and I think everybody knows that like these two are, are the guys. There's a couple other guys as well that are just they lead the way, and then this is like how you do it. It's just crazy amount of effort and uh, intensity that guys like Chris give. That's good for the weight room, good for people to see, especially uh, the young guys and guys like Chris and myself. We always, if there's new guys that come in like Jalen Weaver, we always take them and try to you know shape them into what we want them to be because like guys like Jalen is he's huge you know he could be something amazing and we like to get our hands on him and try to try to show him the the correct way
1: what are so when you came here I mean give me an idea of like what you were benching and squatting and cleaning at that point and and where it's at now today
0: for you in the weight room. oh god um so when I got here I weighed about 245 240 and we had a different strength staff, so we didn't do the same type of max out squats and bench. But I think my squat was probably about like 405, maybe. Four, and four, you six, thought five. you were like, that. that's pretty good, you're probably thinking, yeah. Yeah, right. it was decent. And a bench, I don't know. I've never been good at bench. It was probably like 275 or something like that. These are just Ball numbers punch. I'm throwing up. Yeah, I, I don't really know. And I didn't really clean too much when with the other staff. And then now, um, hmm, I know. So bench is probably about like we've done. I've done over 405. Can't give you an exact number. Uh, I'm not like I said. Bench isn't my greatest, but uh, I'd say like around 405. And then squat around like 600, 650. We've done before. We've put on the bar. I don't have exact numbers. Can't remember but we always do like when we go heavy like that, we always do metabolic type workouts and we keep your heart rate up. Yeah. And we're, we're going for like sets of reps of 10, you know, as, as we got like six, seven plates on the bar and it's, I don't really know what number to give you (laughs) for that, but we're doing like six, seven plates for 10 reps and we're going three times in a row, just going really, really fast. So it's, the strength is crazy that we've built up over the years.
1: Yeah, let's go back. I mean, I remember when Zach Duvall first came, Mike Riley's staff had been let go, and there was over 50 days kind of between organized workouts for Nebraska, and Duvall mm-hmm. put you guys in the weight room for that first workout. <laughs> were you even tired that first workout of Zach Duvall? I mean, had you were you prepared for something like that?
0: Yeah, um, I got I got lucky, because uh, before we started the workouts, me and Chris went to uh, the rec over that's uh, on campus, and <laughs> we actually squatted a lot, and we benched a lot, and we were super sore the week before. So when Duvall had us do the first metabolic, basically everybody died. And, well, uh, like
1: literally some guys went to the hospital because yeah, they, yeah. they, weren't,
0: they weren't conditioned to do yeah, it Yeah, Yeah, we were not conditioned well. And after that first day, like I was super tired after that, and uh, I think everybody was – beat to hell after that first day but once we came back no one can feel their legs no one can even sit down like walk down the stairs sit on the toilet everybody's legs were shot so chris and i got lucky because we were we already went past that point so we were good and there's some other guys that were that were good and we're ready to go but for the most part we got our butts kicked what i mean what was the
1: so what is the biggest difference when you look at what you do now what in the strength program than from what you did maybe your first year at Nebraska? I mean, was it drastic differences in in, in what you did in the weight room?
0: Yeah, it's just the difference of uh, coaches and what they, what their program is. Uh, the, The staff before us was heavy into Olympic lifts and we still do Olympic lifts, but it was, they were like, kicked up a couple notches on that and uh it wasn't a lot of like max out squats and it was a lot of form stuff and with uh zach's crew it's a lot of the metabolic workouts and we get a lot of weight under under ourselves and uh our strength i feel like the strength has just gone up crazy numbers from everybody that's been doing the metabolic but i can't really speak on the first year because i could hardly even remember it to be honest and uh i just remember it being a lot of olympic lifts and a lot of form and technique Who's been the biggest
1: physical freak you've seen in a Nebraska weight room the last five years?
0: Biggest physical freak?
1: Just guy that you're like, holy cow, this guy's got so much natural physical ability in the weight room.
0: Um, It's honestly, a lot of the DBs, like, shock me because of how much they weigh. Like Cam Taylor, Deontay Williams. Like, uh, I'd say for the most part, those guys, they shock me the most. Because we're over here, like the big guys I work out with the power like the O-line, D line. We think we're good. We're squatting like six, seven plates, but then Deontay Williams or Cam Taylor, they're doing six plates on their own over there. And it's like, it's like, how the heck does somebody, you know, with that frame lift that much weight? And uh I'd say for the most part it's them. And then there's guys like uh the polar bear and uh Ethan Piper that just came in and they could just Squat more than I've ever seen. For inco-
1: you know? So, are those, for incoming guys, yeah. are Piper and, and Nash Huttmacher as far ahead as you've seen of freshman guys that come into Nebraska?
0: Yeah, Nash was on another level, and so was Pipe when it came to uh, just bench and squat. They're Like, you know, Nash and his dad, they have their own thing going on, but he came in just with crazy numbers you know he could already squat more than i can he could already bench as much as i can and it's just (laughs) and he goes low right Uh, yeah he goes low. guys that say they can squat a lot but they're uh, doing like half squat no he does he does uh he he gets down there yeah
1: yeah you see i'm sure you get a lot of guys that think they can squat a lot but they're only doing the half squats yeah and do you when do you get on guys right away if they're not going down all the way
0: yeah yeah we do
1: yeah put a chair down below them and bring them up we'll um, when you talk about Nebraska, what has been your favorite memory so far in these five years? When you talk about games moments, is there a, mi- a couple of moments or memories that still stick in your mind today?
0: Honestly, it was, uh, getting that angry text from Kenny that I made the team. <laughs> that was,
1: do you give Kenny a hard time or do you <laughs> still
0: avoid him? Uh, no, no, we're good now, but <laughs> I avoided him for a very long time, probably three, probably two or three years but we're, we're good now, but that was, that was, uh, because like I said, it was super stressful trying to get on the team and just being in there and being in the locker room for the first time and having my name up there on the, on the, on the iPads that are on the locker. That was, that was one of the greatest ones. Just simply making the team was
1: the best, the best moment. What yeah. about, um, like what's your favorite road trip you've been on as far as like opposing stadiums going into, do you have one at all?
0: Um, the one that jumps out at me is uh, Wisconsin just because, uh, they were playing a certain song that made the whole jump around jump around that He'll made back the whole there this year. that made the whole stadium it was a night game and it made the whole stadium just jump up and down and that was it sticks in my mind just seeing the whole stadium it was crazy trying to think here um,
1: as we uh, wrap things up with Damian Jackson um, when you got to Nebraska
0: did you have any idea the level of fandom here I mean at no. all like I didn't know anything about Nebraska when I got here at all I, I had my mom's boss tell me a little bit about like the walk-on program, but I had no idea. Yeah. Do you see yourself wanting to live in Nebraska when you're done, or being, um, you know, keeping keeping some roots in the state? Uh, honestly, I I don't know what's going to happen after or where I'm going to go. I don't think uh, I don't think I'll be here in Nebraska unless something like strength and conditioning like program uh-huh. uh, pops up. But I probably won't be staying around just kind of depends on what your next move is but you'll yeah, be, you'll be back
1: so you'll come back for the fall of 2022 and then be done in December that's kind
0: of like your your yeah.
1: timeline right now yep how bad do you want to get this turned
0: around bad it's been ever since i ever since i got here it's just been uh mediocre and we're 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 putting a foot in the right direction right now and everybody is tired sick and tired of losing and we want to turn this thing around for sure
1: yeah what's your message to fans obviously that illinois game took a lot of steam off people you know and yeah. you got to win against fordham you got a couple of really tough games now coming up here down the road of buffalo oklahoma michigan yep. state i mean what, what's your message to fans that you are going to get this thing right
0: i mean even with the loss we're just going to keep our steam rolling I, I don't think anybody in our program or on the football team thinks that this is going in a bad direction and we see it every day with practice the intensity the intent everything's just better this year so we haven't lost hope and we're just going to keep keep trucking you know well damien this has been a lot
1: of fun um i've seen you around obviously the last five years and never have really had a chance to truly hear your story so we really appreciate uh the chance to to get a talk to you here today and, and let you really share your story to nebraska fans because there's so much about it like uh, i had no idea that you were actually cut <laughs> Yeah,
0: i don't think anybody
1: does so you know, it's great and thank you so much for all your service and and what you've done for our country And as we remember this 20th anniversary of 9-11 and and how many people around the world are going to remember this day. And and just within this Nebraska football team, we've got a direct connection with you um, being a part of the Navy SEALs and the video that they they put out for this week's game.
0: Thank you. I appreciate being on here.
1: Well, that wraps it up here uh, for this first ever edition of Up Close. Once again, Up Close is brought to you by Sandhills Global and powered by ABM.